the most important scientific breakthrough of our lives is about to be confirmed or debunked. It could happen any day now. And as an investor, missing out on this opportunity is simply not an option. A room temperature, ambient pressure, superconducting material would quite literally change the world as we know it. I mean, that's not an exaggeration. Everything that humans have ever invented that uses electricity is going to be improved. Your iPhone could be a quantum computer with a battery that lasts for days. Your Tesla will charge faster and drive longer and maybe even hover. A group of South Korean researchers say they figured it all out. They have created a material called LK99 that is superconducting at room temperature and ambient pressure. Of course, there's controversy about whether any of it is actually real. I've, <laughs> it's, it's never been done before. Uh, a couple years ago, there were researchers who claimed to have achieved room temperature superconductivity, but their claims were debunked and their paper was withdrawn. This new research paper has not yet been peer-reviewed. Nobody's been able to recreate the results yet. Right now, labs around the world are cooking up batches of lead, copper, and phosphorus in a race to see if anyone can recreate this South Korean result. And, and, and if they can, we, we might be seeing a tweet or an X from somebody who does. That could happen at any moment. I'm not a scientist, but if this is real, we do, uh, we, and we do see the biggest shift in technology as we know it. I, I think that it's going to be the biggest investment opportunity of my lifetime. There are stocks that are going to blow up, and there are going to be stocks that implode today on Dumb Money. We're revealing our LK99 superconductor trade of a lifetime. This is Dumb Money Live. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. Uh, use your LK99 superpowers right now to superconduct the like button. I think 99 LKs should do it. All right, that, that was a real stretch. Chris, Jordan, uh, all of the gurus who just changed their social profiles last month from blockchain expert to AI experts uh, just overnight became superconductivity gurus. I'm not going to pretend I understand how any of this works. I'm just here to make sure my stock portfolio is prepared. That's what the, today's show is all about. But Chris, you posted yesterday on the, the app formerly known as Twitter that you haven't slept in the last six days and are now basically a condensed matter physicist. So let's start there. Yeah, uh, before that's the right, Dave. Picks, which, by the way, one of your stock picks is already up like 50%, which, okay, is it, it too late? It's actually, up 100, it's actually up 100% <laughs> since I got in last week. And um, uh, Are you one, still in one, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, one physicist convinced me to sell the entire position, um, and then I changed my mind. Thank goodness, the next day, and got back in. But it cost me about a quarter of a million dollars. Anyway, let's, let's, let's no, start though. Let's start at the beginning, before the stock okay. picks, on whether this LK ninety nine is real or an anomaly okay. or a flat out hoax. Before that, Dave, something more important: if you're an investor or if you even have an online trading account and you're not losing sleep at night right now, if you're not skipping work right now to figure out how you can monetize the biggest scientific discovery, perhaps, of our entire lifetime, okay? Like, the biggest, okay? We're talking about the biggest thing since the invention of the transistor. Yeah. If you're not and I've seen, sleep... I saw this comment before we went on um, asking why we're even talking about this. It's about being prepared. This is this could be the biggest thing that you've Dude. experienced, the biggest quantum leap in computing, in electricity delivery, and everything you know that plugs in. Yeah. If you're not losing sleep over this, if you're not skipping work over this to research investments right now, what are you even doing? All right. Just imagine if you went back pre-invention of the internet, 
and you knew that the internet rather than you know kind of being adopted over the course of a decade was just going to come online over the course of a few years what would you have done would you have not taken a week off of work and thought deeply <laughs> about where you could be putting your money how you should be changing your life what are the opportunities I mean, honestly, that's where we are right now. It's Chris, not a I asked ChatGPT uh, how this compares as far as technological breakthroughs in history, and and it compared it to fire a million and a half years ago, uh, the wheel, writing, paper, uh, the telescope, and this new superconducting ambient temperature and pressure. But that's but that's not a joke. And like I said, like. Prior to last week, I will admit my entire scientific intelligence was exclusively sourced from watching episodes of The Big Bang Theory. Okay, but but that has changed. The sec the second that I saw this news break about a week ago, all I have done was study this subject matter. All I have done was research every line of content that has been spoken by any physicist anywhere in the world, positively or negatively, about this subject matter. All I have done is try to educate myself on what the hell a superconductor is operating at room temp and ambient pressure and what the resulting effect would be on our lives, on industries, on commercialization, on governments, on military, on technology, on electrification, on every single industry sector in the world. And if you're not doing that, what the hell are you doing right now? Like, I just want to know, as an investor, what are you doing? If you're a hedge fund, okay, and you did not send one of your staff members to South Korea on Thursday or Friday to walk into that lab like a kid did. I watched a video of a kid walking <laughs> into the lab and having a conversation with one of the chief scientists. If you're a hedge fund and you're not doing that, and I say that because I know they have not been doing that, which is disgraceful. It's a reason why we've been so successful. It's because we're not freaking lazy on this channel. Like if I wanted to fly to South Korea to see what the hell was going, I just want to size up the people, size up the situation. Because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised you haven't flown to South Korea yet because I I did family on uh, uh, Twitter Spaces last night at 1:30 a.m. our time, uh, and it was just it, you were on for hours because I was there too. And the I, night before, I was on with Jordan for hours on that same call. And the thing is, if I didn't have to pick my kids up from summer camp this weekend, I would have been in South Korea. I would have been in South Korea. I promise you. But here's the thing, there's guys. There's still time. It's not – well, I think I think that's past because it's not about whether it's a 5% chance or a 50% chance. We are talking about a speculative trading strategy that will change based on the day, based on the hour. You have to have a prepared mind. You have to know that if more evidence gets released over the next day to week that increases the odds from let's call it 30 to 40% where the betting markets have it right now to 70 to 90%, you have to be prepared that you are going to throw money into this stock and that stock and that stock. Maybe you take a small position today. Maybe you take a bigger position once we get validation from a top world lab. And by the way, Dave, it looks like we have received 
replication just in the last 12 hours from Jordan. Is it two different Chinese labs? One with a video that I saw. Have. Yeah. So, I mean, look, they haven't, they, yeah. And so we can get into if it's real or not. Um, I, I still don't think anybody knows. I think we need a lot more testing. I don't think anybody's actually reproduced any of the superconducting aspects of this material yet. It's all been um, some of the levitation and diamagnetism um, uh, properties of the material. So, I, you know, I think we're early on that, but I think you're right. So Chris and I this weekend spent a good amount of time on the phone just talking about what should be the plan, right? And so, and I think that's having the clear mind, knowing ahead of time, doing your research so that you know when certain things start to fall into place and you see certain people start to say certain things that then you can make actions, right? And so um, it doesn't mean that you need to be all in on a specific stock right now, but you should have, you know, at least I think that I should have some framework in my mind about what I want to buy when I see certain things happen. Jordan, that's exactly correct. And we are all going to have a different approach. We all have different risk tolerance. Um, we, But you all have to have a plan. Otherwise, you're going to miss out on probably one of the top two or three or four trading opportunities of our lifetime. And I don't care if you're an investor, if you're a physicist watching the show right now, you're capable of doing the same thing. Listen, I'll be straightforward. I made a trade. I made a couple trades. I think it was on Wednesday, right? And yeah, they paid off big. I mean, honestly, just they paid more money than most people make in 10 years, in four days, just because I was mentally prepared to make that trade. And I knew that as the likelihood of this discovery becoming more real, it doesn't have, didn't have to be proven, but as the likelihood of it becoming more real happened, that I knew this company would probably double and day. We'll get to the trades in a minute. But before we get to the trades, I think it's really important for us to talk about the, you know, we, we're social arb traders. We, our entire, for those of y'all that are new to our channel, because I know there are some new people here, our entire methodology is based on identifying change in the world quickly, whether it's cultural shifts, shifts in consumer behavior, shifts in technology, shifts in um, you know politics, and connecting the dots to opportunities in either the public or private market where we can, for companies that would benefit or be harmed by that change, right? That, that's it. That's the entire concept of social arb trading. And it's what we've been doing for a very long time, really successfully. And it's all that we do. It's not about reading charts. It's not about fundamentals. It's just about connecting dots. So for us, it's really important for us to get an early read. This is why I haven't been sleeping. Like any bit of information that can get us a little bit of an earlier read on the probability of this happening, any bit of information to help us understand not just what companies will benefit or be harmed or sectors, but what will other investors Right. So uh, some of the trades that we're going to talk about today maybe are not optimal trades for a room temp, you know, semi uh, 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 a superconductor. But some of these stocks are the stocks that investors will think are going to benefit. So they might be the companies to run first, even though we don't actually believe those to be the primary beneficiaries, we're still going to invest in them because other people are going to invest in them. And then we'll probably exit 
once people dive deeper into the research and figure out, you know what, these are going to be the real beneficiaries. Um, so that's kind of our process. And we'll walk through each of the sectors today that we think investors think are going to benefit. And then what we actually think will benefit most from this pending discovery, which again, by the way, we've had papers come out in the last, what, 12 hours that have essentially shown that the science, the chemistry, the physics behind this discovery are theoretically possible now in terms of being superconductive. That came out of Berkeley uh, late last night. Uh, we also have a couple, uh, Theor what looks like to be uh, replications of this experiment. I think in the next few days to the next week or more, uh, we will have one or more of the top labs in the world come out and announce either with or in conjunction with uh, the people behind this discovery that they have observed and tested sample material from the initial discovery, we know that's in progress, and that it, yes, is definitely superconductive, or maybe we're looking at this wrong, and, and everyone that thinks it's superconductive, including the uh, people who discovered the substance, uh, actually made a mistake. So and you're expecting to see these results kind of first on Twitter X, right? You're you're kind of watching that in real time. I've been I've been keeping an eye on the Wikipedia page, which seems to be updated like by the minute here. Um, yeah, but that's old information. I mean, you can't it, track. But I by mean, the time it makes it there, it is. It's curated, moderated, uh, reviewed, and and then posted. So uh, let me can't. let me just say this. If you guys go to my Twitter, which is at Chris Camillo, and you look at the last 20 people that I started following, those are the people that I would recommend following, right? Those are the people uh, who have... I really think been kind of on the bleeding edge of not just sharing, collaborating, um, you know, sh you know, just having quality discussion around what is happening. And it's just like the last fifteen or twenty people that I followed. I don't, I don't follow many people on Twitter at, at Chris Camillo. That that might be a good place for people to start. But let's just let's just start with the fact that. This is close to happening. We're days away. Um, I think that Wall Street is really far behind on this. I actually, Jordan, we talked about this. I can't believe how few investors in our circle. I mean, honestly, guys, I've talked to some really big investors and they didn't even know this was happening. It's like mind blowing how far back Wall Street is in terms of trading this. And that, I think, is going to change over the next few days. So, why don't we start by just talking about, do we want to each talk about who we think will be the primary beneficiary? Do you want to just talk about sec Let's just talk about sectors that we think will be impacted by this, the stocks that we think are interesting within each sector. And then at the end of the show, we can each pick our number one trade for the superconductor, our number one superconductor trade at the end of the show. But I think we need to go over each category first, right guys? Yeah, I think that's a great Jordan, way to approach it. Jordan, why don't you start? Because Jordan is the most conservative out of the three of us, and he's a pick and shovel guy. And I know, Jordan, because we've discussed some of these companies, you're all about the picks and shovels, the companies that are going to benefit um, from providing the tools, the materials, right, in the background, mm. if, if and when this materializes as a full 
superconductor technology that is room temp ambient pressure which by the way for those of y'all that are watching that don't understand the power of that that basically means the superconductors that we've been trying to develop with that are nitrogen cooled extraordinarily expensive complicated um you'll be able to do that at room temp so it just opens up so many opportunities in so many industry sectors because yeah, so we, we get to like the basics of that right so like yeah. the very first superconductors that were discovered were discovered um, under the presence of liquid helium, which is like four degrees Kelvin, which is really cold. Um, um, later on, I think maybe in the 30s or 40s, they discovered high temperature um, superconductors that were able to be operated at liquid nitrogen um, type um, temperatures of like 77 plus Kelvin. Um, and so for, you know, which which is more feasible, but you still have to have you know, to use these things in an industrial capacity, you have to have basically cryogenics on board that are going to pump coolant over um, these materials to make them um, have the types of attributes um, that you want them to have, right? And so to be able to do them at ambient pressure and room temperature uh, opens up the application and it lowers the cost of utilizing some of these types of materials um, to get the properties that you want to. Um, and so, you know, knowing that it, really opens up you know what this is going to affect and it could be a whole lot of things right and because when you say a high temperature we're still have. talking negative 300 plus degrees fahrenheit so it's not yeah. like high temperature is actually high temperature is really anything cold. That we would consider high temperature <laughs> yeah high temperature is liquid nitrogen which is you know very cold um and so that requires a lot of energy and so any energy savings that you get out of using the material you know, in the properties you get out of the material, you have to balance out with how much it takes to cool down nitrogen to liquid. And so that's kind of the, that's the trade-off for using some of these things. And it's still worthwhile in a lot of applications, um, but this simplifies the engineering if you can use things and not have to have, you know, a cryogenic system on board. And so in my mind, this affects all areas of uh, industrials and, and, and materials, right? And so just the basics. So if you look at the sectors in the market that you want to look at, um, just on the basic building block level, it's materials and it's industrials. Um, and so you can so, look at, what's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. And so for me, you know, the, just the easiest ones to, to know that you're going to have an effect on are big, big companies that are in the energy space, um, that are in the power generation space, that are in the space of creating, um, you know, motors. Uh, you know, I look at companies like GE, Siemens. Oh, my, uh, my, I think, uh, my I think we have a winner. A test right now. That's a good timing. <laughs> um, Jordan, we talked about this. Uh, don't you agree with me that one of the first applications, one of the first that we'll see that is mega, mega large is the energy grid, right? And so I think the, you, the you said the energy grid. Well, just the ability yeah, I to. Think maybe yeah i think so the energy grid um you know as far as like transformers maybe um that's a good place to start um not the entire grid um the uh you know if you're talking like power line transmission no way they use steel right now for that um because it costs so little um yeah, it's it's cheap but we lose a lot of electricity as it goes over distances kind of, i mean so they play with vehicles ir right so they just crank the voltage up because they know that the resistance is terrible in steel and so that's why you have high voltage power lines because of the the V equals IR equation, but um, so you, 
you know, they, well, they can well, kind of play with I those things, but they can look at bottlenecks. And, and I, so for me, I think the, the easiest places are like little self-contained places like motors and, and generators, right? And so anytime you've got power generation, you could make that more efficient using, you know, superconducting material instead of copper windings. Yes, but those those touch the grid in a lot of ways, um, you know, from, you know, technologies like American Superconductor, like they're deploying in Chicago, which, you know, for those of y'all that don't know American Superconductor, that's one, that's the company that doubled over the past week. Uh, they actually leverage uh, superconducting to help, uh, they actually only have one major deployment, it's in Chicago, but they're actually utilizing liquid nitrogen cooled semiconducting technology uh, for grid management. But I'm also talking about uh, wind power, right? Mm -hmm. When you think about transformers, motors, um, there's just so many components and also the transmission of that electricity uh, that can become dramatically more efficient. Certainly those are really big industries where a small difference in efficiency yeah. has a massive, massive impact. Right. And so, yeah. So basically, yeah. So um, American Semiconductor, AMSC that, you know, we, uh, that we both invested in um, that, uh, yeah, they, they also, I mean, grid management, they also, like you just said, they make um, generators for um, wind power um, and they are using, you know, these high temperature um, semi uh, superconductors that uh, require, you know, the, having that coolant system on board in order to, in order to make these materials operate. Um, and like I said, even even though they're doing that, it's still worthwhile, and they're still cutting down on um, the amount of material that goes into um, some of these um, some of these you know big systems, um, as well as making the generators more efficient than a traditional generator. But I have a question. They are a super small company. Are they going to be able to scale? Like like I saw their most recent earnings was like $100 million in the quarter. Uh, their yeah. market cap is, uh, well, it's up a lot now because the stock price is so high, but it's a $470 million company. And that's- right. Okay, Dave, Dave, we have to say something right now. This is very important. We are not financial advisors. These are the trades that we have made, that we have researched. We, you guys need to do your own research. Um, we have a Discord community, dumbmoney.tv forward Discord. It's free. We don't ever charge any money on this channel for anything. We don't do courses. We, we do nothing. We never take a penny from our community. There's um, no but, way to give us money. But you should go... Guys, but guys, we need to open up. If if any of our mods are watching, please open up a designated channel in a Discord for LK-99 Superconductor for conversation just around these trades. We need to collaborate, share research. We need to poke holes in each other's thesis. And then everybody needs to go off and make their own decisions based on their own financial situation and their tolerance for risk, okay? So do not take this as recommendations to go trade these stocks. Some of them are really risky. They yeah. might be fine for me, but terrible for you guys, okay? Um, but by the way, Dave, I think the knock against the company we just spoke about is, you know, would their technology be displaced by this, right? Um, it's possible that this new technology would displace their existing technology, but my thesis is that there are so few companies out there in the world that 
are proficient and have expertise in superconducting technology that have yeah. validation around their technology and the ability to deploy it to both enterprise and to government and to military. Okay, in this case, they sell to the Navy, they sell to government, um, they have massive expertise. I believe that a company like that would be ripe for either acquisition or massive, massive fundraising, okay, which I think would come very quickly to accelerate their growth, to adapt their existing technology to this new type of superconductor, okay? And they're, so that, they're primarily involved in, in the transmission through through cabling that is superconducting, and their cabling would be potentially cheaper and more efficient and not require the cooling that it does today, right? It's more about the entire need and demand and and market for this type of technology to grow exponentially and them being one of only a small handful of companies that's already in that world that can get moving right away. So you think about, I mean, okay. Yeah. To me, the thing they have going for them is two things. They're already doing it right. and they have a name that if you type superconductor into a search uh, for <clears throat> stocks, it's the only one that comes up. And so that's that wasn't enough for me to get in, but I sure wish I had. Well, they kind of have both benefits. They have the benefit of, yes, this is the stock that if and when this superconductor becomes a thing is the first stock that people are going to see because it has the name superconductor in its, in its name. But if you actually do the research, I think there is a thesis here that could be wrong. That could totally be wrong. But there's a thesis here that says, you know what? Venture capitalists, on the call last night, we had one of the physicists say that he was getting contacted by VCs asking him, where should we be investing? Who should we be talking to? Okay, this is a public company with massive technology, right? Massive contracts. Not massive. They have contracts, okay? They have $100 million. Dollars they've got one-off contracts with certain places. Like they've got but, you know, the, the electricity in the... But do you know why, $400 Jordan? million dollars a year in revenue. With, they're right. working with liquid nitrogen superconductors. That's why. Yeah. The technology I mean, to me, this is, is also so a very long-term thing. Their, their particular thing is very long-term. They aren't going to immediately uh, start laying new cables throughout yeah. the world they're they're in one little community now it's going to be slow it's kind of like when when remember when we first started having like fiber and all of these companies like level three popped up to like be the cable delivery yeah. mechanism and that is a pick and shovel business but is that is that where you're wanting to invest for the next 10 years okay wait, and can i just say something ben walker says they have contract okay yes Admittedly, they have a contract with the largest in the largest wind uh, uh, driven energy company in India. One, one. They one. do have a contract yep. with Chicago for the energy grid, and they have a contract with the U.S. Navy. I know that's not a lot of contracts. Well, but they're not like the leading. That. They're not the leading uh, wind power company. No, they just no, happen no. to do. But my, my question, my question is, but Jordan, you, you can't acquire GE. Okay, nobody's going to come acquire no, GE. GE. No one's going to acquire Siemens. Like uh, this okay. is what I'm saying. No. I, I made this argument earlier. GE could come in and acquire this if, for some reason, you know, they they have some technology or licensing or patents that make. But this is all brand new. Is the, the new technology is what they're going to need? Their old technology is a throwaway, right? Yeah, it depends on what the what their patent you know book looks like and what their and to me look like. like. I'm really happy that you two got into this, but with it doing that as a stock chart, mm -hmm. 
Are you still in it? Are you I hanging out? This this I haven't sold any. Jordan yeah. sold it all. Yep. Jordan's exited. Okay. Well, I, I would. Yeah, I'm so on, for me, this was uh, this, is what, this, this is what the this is your first day hype cycle stock, right? And so that's my opinion. I could be wrong. They could go up five times from here. They could crash to eight bucks. Uh, I don't know. But they have they, they have earnings coming out. Like it looks like next week. Correct. Are are they going to announce on their earnings call? Oh, we're so excited about this new technology. We're going to start doing it, or they have to address. Oops, it, right? We have no idea that we're sorry. Our stock's up, shareholders. That we're looking for yeah. a consistent. Uh, this, this is we, we do not have anything to announce when it comes to this new superconducting technology. Or just okay. that they're open minded to whatever comes about, even though the material, even if it, if like I said, like, I think we should temper reality with uh, with what we're thinking about for some of these equities. If the material is good to go, like let's say it's perfect and it will meet, you know, everybody's needs, um, which you know I don't think necessarily is the case. That uh, that it could it could be five to ten years before anything is ready to use on the you know industrial level. It could be two years, it could be five, it could be ten. I, I lean to the five to ten, but who knows? Okay. okay, here's the thing, guys. This is not my first rodeo. We've seen this before. When you have a single company that is the pure play. The pure play, right? That's only valued at a few hundred million dollars in a field where you have much larger companies doing the same thing at a larger scale, like GE and like Siemens. And we'll talk about those guys as well. There's not very many ways for investors to kind of get in on a pure play like this. And could the company get way overhyped? Absolutely. That's kind of the investment thesis, quite honestly. But if you're investing in this company, you better read the last quarterly earnings report so you know what the hell they do. There are yeah. actually investors out there. I'm not going to say they're right or wrong that prior to this whole superconductor thing this last week thought that they were beautifully positioned with, in fact, their number one customer in Win, their only customer in Win in India, came out with earnings on Saturday and blew out earnings. And I believe announced that they were going to be buying more wind turbines, right? They were going to be doing yeah, way more. So it looks like there are people that think the stock should be going up this much before the superconductor news of this week, right? I'm not yeah. saying they're right or wrong. All I'm saying is this is a company that's had major issues. Their technology was stolen by China. They acquired a company, I think it might have been last year, that was in contracts that were like losing money. They knew that. They knew they had to work their way through. So they've been working their way through all those old contracts, okay? They came out in the last earnings call and said that they're almost done working through those contracts. They are going to be way lower on the cash burn going forward. I'm just saying there's a lot of elements here. By the way, we have like 12 companies to talk about. This is just one. So we need to move yeah, this on. This is just one company. I think I don't think we should, you know, lock ourselves. Agree. In. Agree. We're not going to like yeah. go any deeper on this. It's just one of the 12, okay? And it comes with a lot of risk, but a lot of upside potentially, okay? And I think it's a name that it's a name that it was the first company I bought. The number one, the first stock yeah. I bought. And it's the first one you tweeted about. Uh, I see people saying that they wish you had uh, talked about this in Discord, but you. Well, the thing this, is, he did. The first I did. We put it in he, Discord, and he I put it in Discord it last week. I think when we just when we decided to put the show together was yesterday, and we didn't know that they would that that this paper would come out last night by uh, yeah. who was it? Uh, Sinead Griffin, um, which really kind of set the the community on fire about this. Um, but but guy it, yeah and, and Jordan by the way like anyone investing in this company at this range has to be prepared to lose a lot of money or maybe make a lot of money I mean like this is not a stock you just pour unless you're crazy like me you don't leave an insane <laughs> amount of, now I might sell today how much I might, I had a small amount in it, so I you know 
I might start to exit part because I'm like, I've made so much money on it. Like yeah. it's getting so big, my position that I might need to sell part of it off. Cause it's like, it's getting so big, but um, let's, let's move on guys. Cause there are yeah. other, there are more inter I think there are other <laughs> interesting trades here we need to discuss. Okay, uh, what do you so got? Speaking of, speaking of wires, cause you, you mentioned wire, Dave, can we talk about wires? Because I saw someone, it might've been a physicist on Twitter who, Someone had asked, like, what would you invest in? And the answer was wires. The Because, and Jordan, you could speak to this a little bit. A lot of this has to do with taking this superconductive material and processing it into, like, ribbons. From right? what like, I understand, wires, like I could be, yeah, I could be wrong about this. But from what I understand, as far as the way that they work with these materials, is that if you want to use something like this um, for um, electric transmission, that... Um, you know, if you want that zero res resistivity across, you know, a long distance, that you basically, to make a wire with a superconducting, with one of these high, high temperature superconducting materials, um, you basically have like a series of hollow tubes, um, some of which the tubes are made out of like a, that film, they call it, um, which is a superconducting material, but they're transporting liquid nitrogen back and forth through these tubes back and forth, um, the cold one way, the, the hot the other, to cool again, to cool off this material to the level where it, you know, where it, where it gives you some of these attributes that you're that are desirable for for whatever you're trying to do. And so um, that sounds like a really expensive material, right? Because it's not just the superconductor that that is, you know, making up the wire. It is, you know, all sorts of other materials that are transmitting and bringing back this uh, liquid nitrogen, right? And so. I think if you get this at room temperature, you come up with a a lot less expensive material to actually transmit electricity across. So the let me let me just see if I can guess. You haven't told me which stock you're going to do, but I know your methodology of the obvious answer is going to be the right answer. Is it ticker symbol wire W I R E? Boom! Wire. Yeah, I mean, that's right. just, uh, it's almost like how dumb is dumb money? It's like okay, we want to buy, invest in wire. Is there a company with the ticker symbol wire? Perfect. Okay, so so I'm not going to go in deep on Encore Wire because I haven't done my full research on Encore Wire, but I do know this. They're one of the larger companies in the wire space, right? So on one hand, you need to you need to mine the copper. You need to mine the lead. By the way, we didn't say this earlier. One of the most exciting things about this discovery, if it pans out fully, is that the materials used are plentiful. Copper and well, I mean, copper is tougher than lead, but like lead is plentiful and you can get copper. Now, you still need to be processed into ribbons and wires and whatever material they are going to need to to utilize this in uh, superconductors. But uh, wire is a company that does that. But there's another company that does that in a very specialized way for superconductors. And it's one of my favorite place jordan i think you like i've still well. got it but this is this one i probably won't let go of even i will say this this company i will not not let go even if this lk99 turns out to not be it because i feel like there is such a need for this material for a material like this that this is going to spark a bunch of scientific research and we're going to find it that's that's how oh, I, that's what i feel like about this next company what, what is it now i need to buy more of it uh what is it i don't know that's how I Shoot. feel. I could be wrong. I thought I bought it this morning. I don't see it in my portfolio. What is it? Dude, what is going on here? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? I'm going to be really pissed off because I'm going to talk about it when I don't. 
You don't even own it. I own it. I own just. A, I've, I've got a starter position. I can tell you, I don't own it. Tell me what the stock is. It's Brooker. The B-R-A-R. stock is, and I'm literally putting an order to buy because I thought I had purchased it this morning and I didn't. Yeah, dude, it's Brooker. Yeah, okay, yeah. so I yeah. I, I want to read this to you guys. Uh, dude, I can't. Ameritrade sometimes is so damn frustrating. God, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this. Okay. Anyway. Um, so I didn't, I don't even own that much of it now, but here's the thing. I want to read this off about Brucker. I sent you guys this note. So Brucker amongst many other things that Jordan, I'll let Jordan speak to, cause he can speak more intelligently than I can, but Brucker produces high grade NBTI wires for applications in medical scientific and industrial engineering. We're one of the world's pioneering superconductor companies and a principal supplier to scientific projects deploying superconductors. Since 1962, we have built up a track record of uncompromising product quality and deliver. And before Jordan talks more about it, I'm going to buy more. But Jordan, can you tell us what else these guys do? Uh, They make a bunch of scientific equipment, right? Um, So all the all the lab stuff, you know, and I, you know, I can't speak to intelligently about this either, but they, they make the stuff that the scientists need to, to, to figure this stuff out. Don't they also make uh, imaging um, machines and yeah. things that would likely get radically reinvented, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which would be a massive refresh cycle, which is something we'll talk about with a couple other companies yeah. in a minute right. that they would benefit from? Co- totally. Yeah. But like I said, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a, I'm no genius. I don't know exactly how these guys use all these things, but this looks like a good um, stock to be in. Uh, By the way, I want to let people scientific know. instruments and analytical solutions for and various I say something. So uh, Frank McCready's, McCready's, I probably butchered that. I'm sorry. He says, guys, we're in white paper phase. Nothing has been commercialized. There is such a huge gap between white paper and real world. And we agree. We agree 100%. Yes, we so we are talking okay. about being prepared as we go forward. No, no, let, let me explain to Frank though. Frank, you're totally right, but but uh, the way that the market has always worked, but more than ever today, I, I've been trading for 30 years and I have never seen a market that pulls forward opportunities so quickly. Meaning when I was trading 20 years ago, the market would look at what's going to happen at a company the next year or two. Now, the market will look at how the world is going to change from something and who's going to benefit 10 years from now and will literally trade 80% of that value in that company instantaneously. So even though some of the things we're talking about, again, assuming that this superconductor is fully validated right, and commercialized, but investors are going to trade the potential very quickly. That's just the way the market has evolved over the last few years. It's it's honestly, it blows my mind, the degree to which people will take on that risk, but it is what it is. And like as traders, we got to get ahead of that. And so I have no issues, especially if it's a company that hasn't run up yet because of this. Like you could make a case that American superconductor has had a huge, so that if this doesn't pan out, it's going to come right back down. Okay. But for some of the other companies we're discussing, they really had zero run up. Yeah, based yeah on Brooker this. has had no run up, none. So They're I feel like, today, I think, com- you know. Jordan, would you agree that with a company like this, you kind of get the superconductor aspect for free? Yeah. It's like a bonus. Totally. This is a company that, you know, I mean, I think they might be mildly richly valued. I think they're like a, 
high 20s or low 30s PE or something like that. Um, but they're they're trading just on their own merit. They have no, yeah. the trading has nothing to do with this with this yeah. uh, so, so that is key. That is key, which is why I have no issues pouring money in that is speculative on the superconductor component of their future when I know that investors have placed zero value on that yeah. when they were valuing them at this price a week ago. Okay. Correct. That's, I mean, so, that's my impression is that this does not look like anybody's trading it based or there probably are people, but it's not affected the price measurably that I can see. So I own them and I own wire, obviously. Uh, yeah. I, I, want to, I, uh, I want to address one other comment. LK99 yeah. has its name because it was discovered in 1999 and it came to the surface now. Does this mean they've been sitting on this technology for 24 years? Yeah, so um, there's a lot going on here and there are a ton of Twitter threads that are devoted to this. Um, I think we could, Chris could probably tweet out some of the people that are following kind of the drama and the history of what's happened. But I wouldn't say sitting on, I would say um, that they've been... Uh, they've got like a lack of funding, right? And so they've been working on all of this and trying to figure out exactly how to make some of these materials in a consistent manner, which they still can't even do. Um, they've been working on that for a long time. So yeah, this the first signal was in 1999. Yeah. They spent many, many, many years trying to replicate that signal. And as weird as a Spider-Man movie, or like the invention of penicillin in 2000, I think it was 18, they, right, it, it, it is when they accidentally during one of their experiments saw again the signal and didn't realize what had caused it until the, I don't know which of the two scientists it was out of South Korea, reviewed the videotape and saw himself hitting his arm, I think on a chair. like elbow against something and cracked the... Yeah, cracked the tube yeah. that held the material that introduced oxygen that ended up crystallizing uh, the material. And I'm not a physicist, obviously, I like to play one on our show, but end up crystallizing <laughs> uh, the material and changing the structure so that you now have channels in the structure that are theoretically creating this super, the allowing superconductivity to happen. That is a really terrible yeah. way to explain this. But yeah. again, it all happened by chance. And no, then a, lot, a lot of scientific breakthroughs were done by chance. We we yeah. have x-rays because of an accidental exposure to radiation. We have insulin. We have all of these uh all the, you know there's there's it wouldn't be uncommon for a mistake, but this it is a little awkward that this has been around since 1999. It was named for could, could you imagine I think it came up in the call last night, Dave. If we would spend a tiny bit of what we spend to, you know, slightly evolve cell phone cameras, if we would just take a little bit of that money <laughs> and give it to these material physicists around the world, could you even imagine we could have had room temp, maybe, maybe superconductivity 20 years ago. And or I maybe just you just don't know that Apple also has a lab in their deep basement where they're working on this. So, you know, I would not be surprised if Apple or Tesla weren't doing their own independent of uh, what is going Tesla, on. Tesla, maybe Apple. I think Steve Jobs was 
totally focused on how he can make the most money from his tech, you know. But but yeah, I mean, I, anyway, I think it's an interesting point. But this backstory here is a Netflix movie. I actually, if this thing pans out, I can't wait to see the movie. The narrative is just freaking wild, absolutely wild, of how this all went down in South Korea. And by the way, what's up with the South Korean hate? Like I've been studying like people in South Korea were the most dubious of their own discovery team because they were like, nothing happened to South Korea. Nobody believes that something like this could come out of South Korea. I've heard, I've heard that um, actually that some of the, some of, you know, some of this comes from that when they showed up at this materials conference, they presented in Korean instead of English. Um, and that was like maybe disrespectful to the guests or something. I don't know. I don't really understand culturally what that means. Or doesn't mean, but uh, but yeah, I've heard the same thing. Also, I want to address a comment. Uh, we've got Ranjit says, how do we know that these stocks will benefit since they are not clearly the patent holders and a lot of other companies can come in if this patent... We don't know. So that's the whole thing. We do not know. So that this is not financial advice. We're not saying any of these companies are going to benefit. This is all our speculation and it's our thought exercise. But Jordan, Jordan, no, as investors, you need to have a thesis. And our yeah. thesis is that historically, when things like this happen, that the way to monetize it best is for the patent holders not to say, we're going to sell this technology just to one company in China or America. It's to say, hey, we're going to license it to the world, yeah. to GE, to Simmons, to Tesla, to literally every company in the world, and we are going to get a royalty. That's how you make the most yeah. amount of money. So we're making yeah, these an guys assumption. These guys are in the material science business. These guys are not in the making generators and motors and wires and MRI equipment. They're, they're not in that business. That's exactly correct. So we are just going to make an assumption that they will follow the same path that almost everybody has taken uh, when they've had a discovery like this, right? And so they would like make the most money from licensing and royalties off the tech, off the patent, yeah. right? Off the IP and allow the world to fight with each other over yeah. who can do the coolest stuff with it and do the most applications. And we're yeah. just trying to figure but out what those applications are. We're just are. sharing our thought process and we're not recommending these companies. We're not saying you should, buy, should or should not buy anything. That is your own decision. Um, we're just telling you what we're doing. Yeah, we're not recommending anything here no. at all. This is just our thought process. This is what we, have decided to invest in. Okay, so let's move on. Those are two interesting companies, but I want when we're we're talking about just, just so you know, we're we're now forty seven minutes into the show, and I think we've talked about three stocks. I don't care. I don't care. This is too important. This again. This is what the this is almost as important as when we saw the early member coronavirus back in February of two thousand twenty, and we were the only YouTubers back then. We were the only YouTubers talking about coronavirus and how to trade it. And for those of y'all that study our history, you'll know exactly what happened. Um, it led to the most epic year of trading in the history of any retail trading group. Um, we were way ahead of that. And I think maybe we're way ahead of this. So here's the thing, guys. And, and uh, for those of you watching at home, I will try to uh, just, because I keep seeing comments on like, what's the ticker? What's the stock? So, so far, these are the ones we've talked about. Uh, can we talk about copper for a second? Because obviously you have two primary source, you know, materials that go into this. One of them's lead, hard to monetize lead, I think, but copper. Copper is, you know, a commodity that is in limited supply. Okay, meaning like we can't just get unlimited amounts of copper with our existing mining infrastructure. And so 
I don't know enough about this, but I want to bring it up because it's something that I would like the community to research further and debate. Uh, is this a potential big, big win for the copper mining industry? And if it is, you could invest in copper mining companies or just mining companies in general. It's not like, you're, or I decided to invest in COPX, which is a copper mining ETF. That way I don't take on the risk of an individual mining company and I just get the benefit from the sector itself. I don't have an answer there, guys. I don't know. I heard on the call last night, by the way, that existing semiconductors that are based upon nitrogen-cooled uh, nitrogen ribbons, that they can order them in ten thousands of kilometers of ribbon. So that kind of makes me think that the source material might yeah. be needed in bulk for a revolutionary type of technology like this. If you're going to apply yeah, well, it. Look, so if you yeah. think about the way, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but if you're making like a generator or if you're making an electric motor, these things work on windings per phase, right? And so the windings, I mean, you could you could end up with, you know, hundreds of windings per phase. And so, you know, those lengths of wire add up. And I'm, you know, if, if I understand correctly, I would think that, you know, at least the design using a superconductor would be similar to that of, you know, a motor or a generator using copper windings. So yeah, I mean, you, you could, you use a ton of copper in a, in a motor more than you would, more than you would think of just because of the amount of windings that they've got to produce to get, to capture that magnetic field that's moving around. So I had to own it. I bought it. Yeah. I bought CopX. Yeah. So there's a couple of ways you could play this. There's the copper miners CopX or CPER, which is the, um, uh, I think it's like the managed futures ETF. So just the trades probably closely to the price of copper futures. By the way, I need to say this, the, the, the trades we're talking about right now are a little bit boring, but we're going to have some super weird, exciting ones before we end this episode that I think could be wild. Okay, so just stick with us. We'll get to those. Um, Dave, you have any thoughts on copper? Like, I don't have any thoughts on copper. All right. So we'll move on, but that's part of my superconductor portfolio. But is... I, my, my only thought on copper is if I'm going to invest in copper, it's going to be through an ETF and not trying to find the one copper company that's yeah, going to totally, beat yeah. the other copper companies. Yeah, that's, cop that's, a, that's a page out of my playbook, the yeah. lazy way of investing. Those, I am not up until three in the morning like Chris every night. Four. Four these days. <laughs> so Justin Bowman actually says, I feel like these copper conductors will likely cannibalize some of the existing copper market that might be true. So that I think that's a decent way to look at it. Yeah, I I, I don't know for sure, but I true. think it's worth it's worth a look. I'm not currently investing in copper, so that's not. So guys, um, I do want to talk about uh, oh my gosh, so much. Can we talk about the defense sector for a second? Because oh, so Mike, this... hold on. Mike says, how does copper benefit? So part of the formulation of this material you utilizes copper, and so it's uh, basically. Copper and lead. several elements, but the, the two main ones are copper and yeah. lead. And, and that's what why, why some scientists are like super excited is because it's not a special material that's very rare and hard to find. It's yeah. some real common things that you just have to cook just the right way for them to have the superconductivity property. And they haven't been able to duplicate it. So we'll see. We'll see. So can we talk about, while we're on the boring stuff, before we get to more exciting, like let, let's let's talk about defense industry. It's a huge industry. 
Um, and there are so many elements of the defense industry, I think, uh, that could touch this space. And we're not going to get into all of them right now. But Jordan, would you agree that this could potentially lead to a revolutionary overhaul of the defense industry and from from you know from the military to weapon technology? I mean, there's there's just so much there, right? Yeah, think about um, think about the possibility. And look, I I take a lot of my ideas. Um, I think if you're looking for you know just a way to to think about these ideas, I I found I think Chris, you found him too. A guy named Andrew Cote, um, Cody or Cot, Andrew Cot. I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong one of those three times. Um, but he's got a thread. Um, he's worked in the super. Uh, he's worked with superconductors for a long time, and he kind of breaks down the different um, industries that could be affected by this, right? And so, um, as far as transportation goes, you know, he he puts out that electric aircraft. This could make electric aircraft a possibility. Um, and to a right now, it's not really feasible. I mean, they make some electric aircraft, but they're not, you know, you're not going to have a jetliner with using electricity right now because of the energy, energy density issue, but you could possibly do it with a superconductor. And so, yeah, I mean, you could think, what if you overhauled the entire United States Air Force and Navy with using electricity instead of, uh, instead of jet propulsion? So Jordan, the most exciting part of this trade, I think, is imagine this, okay, guys, let me just paint a picture. Superconductivity becomes a reality. Could you even imagine the government arms race? Yeah. To yeah. leverage just to, we're not talking who, about raising who capital. Who has the budget to just like replace oh. everything on a whim? Oh. The, the mean, people who you, have unlimited money. Dude, could you even imagine the overhaul, like the race to adopt this technology in so many different ways for military uses, for defense uses. I can't even wrap my head around that. So there's no way that I'm not going to play the defense industry on this. It has to be part of my superconductor uh, portfolio. So I didn't know which to buy. So here's what I did. Dave, you'll, enjoy, you'll, you'll like this story. I got into like a back and forth fight with chat GPT and with Bard, <laughs> and I basically forced, I was like, tell me exactly what, which of the defense stocks would benefit most if a superconductor at room temp ambient pressure was developed today. And we, and it wouldn't, didn't want to tell me because like, there's so <laughs> many, I was like, you better tell me right now. You better. Tell me why. <laughs> it, and it, it said, well, if I'm forced to pick, and it picked Lockheed Martin, and I forgot why, but it told me why. And I wish I would have clipped why. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to get into another twenty-minute argument with artificial intelligence, but it picked no. it, and then I had to move on to my next investment. So I bought Lockheed yeah. Martin, and I moved on. But that's I find what, myself that's arguing I with Bard okay. all the time. Bard seems to love to give me just fake information that I know at a glance is fake, and then I say, "Are you sure about that?" And I go, "Oh no, I made a mistake. I'm in I'm in training mode right now." But thank you, and here's the real answer. And then there's something else wrong on the page. So I'm sure you can uh, find defense ETFs if you wanted to just, you know, yeah, diversify probably, also, but, but you know, I just think guys, I just think it's amazing. I love the concept of governments being in an arm race, spending insane amounts of money because nobody wants to be left behind. I think this is the type of thing where politics are not going to come into play because nobody wants their country to be behind with a revolutionary technology like this. And yeah. they're going to win. They're going to they go wrong win, with a hundred right? billion dollar Lockheed Martin. It's it's all it's it's a good it's a good safe uh, defense play. Well, don't say the word safe on this show, but 
<laughs> it's, it's a viable. It's another. It's another. It's another company that whatever it's been doing with its stock price has nothing to do with superconductors. Yeah, I think I think that Lockheed will be the same company with or without. But if if this thing were to yeah. uh, to actually be a thing, I think if we find that this isn't fake technology, if it's real technology, I think it would benefit Lockheed. Yeah, but yeah, if it, it, it turns out to be nothing, Lockheed I just sell. Stock price will have whatever it does will have nothing to do with that news coming out. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm I, just going to sell, right? And and hopefully I've never be been a Lockheed today. investor to begin with, but I mean their stock chart doesn't look bad. Um. Okay. I want to start getting into one of my favorites here. Um. Two of my favorites. And Jordan, I think you agree with me because we've spoke extensively about this. If you start okay. talking about superconductors, minus American superconductor, which is a small cap, highly speculative, risky, but huge top end. I mean, I can't even find a company that is more engaged in every component of what they do kind of touches this space, including superconductors themselves, uh, than GE. I mean, GE is just when it comes to electrical transmission. I mean, just like I'm not I mean, even going to get into it, guys, but like it's yeah. they are have been trying to develop their own yeah. higher temp superconductors. Like they are deep in the space. They've they, been they so they touch a bunch of places. They touch electric motors. They touch um, I mean turbines, right? So they touch uh, generators. They touch. Um, medical imaging, are, do they, but I don't. So I don't know. Medical imaging. No, they spun off that division, that Dave. Off, no, that's right. I think, I think they spun off that division, but it doesn't yeah. even matter. So I don't know because... if they own a piece of GEHC. Is now their um, healthcare GE healthcare. Um, it, but that's you know. If you're talking about rebuilding the world under this new technology, electrification, how it gets transmitted, how it gets generated. Uh, to some extent, how it gets stored, right? And by the way, one of the coolest, I think, applications for this type of semiconductor, uh, superconductor, is the concept of this energy loop where you could theoretically have energy circulating in the air, kind of like Wi-Fi, right, in, 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 in contained areas. Yeah, like, I don't know about that, but that? The, way that, uh, the way that you have a superconductor battery is you have like a loop of the superconducting material, and as you apply current, since there's no resistance, uh, it just the, the current just keeps moving around, and it doesn't lose um, any of the any of the current over time. Well, correct. And when you talk about wind turbines, GE, I mean, like, do you, I yeah. mean, a real big player in the turbine industry, right? GE, like, it's just. Man, there's just so many applications. I have to own GE here. Um, I just have to own them. And again, they, they really haven't Aviation, moved Aviation, healthcare, there. renewable energy, power. They do uh, They do military airplane engines, uh, digital solutions, patient monitoring, like anything. I mean, the whole the theory of anything that plugs in is going to benefit. A lot of GE's shit plugs in. Totally. Done. I'm totally. in. Um. Same type of investment, but different. Uh, Siemens. You can't say Siemens without saying superconductor or things that where a superconductor would revolutionize what they do, right? So, yeah, like, so Siemens had an energy spinoff recently too. I think that was just mentioned by somebody. So I'm not sure which uh, which to jump into, but I, you know, I like I like Siemens um, for a variety of reasons, not just superconductors. Can um, I read but... you a headline? Uh, from 2014. This is just totally random. 
this is 2014. Siemens to use superconductors in building the power grid of the future in Augsburg. Okay. But like, I want to read that headline because it was 10 years ago talking about building the power grid of the future utilizing superconductors. Okay. Which we know is really difficult when you're having to deal with liquid nitrogen. Okay. Now think about how the power grid of the future would come to today now if we had room temp superconductors. And who would those players be? The company that was talking about it in 2014? Probably, probably, all right? So I think I think Siemens is a company that I have to own. Uh, they have a lot of different divisions. It gets a little complex when you're investing in Siemens through the ADRs. I don't wanna make recommendations. Go off and do your own homework, guys. Yeah. Debate it in Discord. Figure out, what is the best way to invest in Siemens if you guys think that's a good investment? Like, I'm it not took me that long to even find a stock chart because of the ADR situation there. It, 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 it's tough, but man, is it super interesting. It has to be a name that you are thinking about, that you are trying to do research on if this thing becomes a reality, right? Yeah. It has to be. For me, for me at least. Um, okay, so, oh, one other boring one that you cannot talk about superconductors without thinking of this company. The My problem with this company is they're pretty diversified and all kinds of stuff, but IBM, man, IBM is like not just superconductors, but IBM is going to bridge us to a more interesting, highly speculative conversation that we're going to have in a second about supercomputers, quantum computers, okay? Um, but in the world of quantum computers, IBM is like, they're the king, okay? So IBM is, I think, you know, I'm not going to have an hour-long conversation about quantum computers, but IBM is like leading the charge to the pinnacle of quantum computing that's supposed to arrive in 2027. And let's just say a lot of that intersects with the world of superconductors. And people seem to think that if this is real, this will certainly accelerate quantum computing and IBM has to be the first name that you think about in quantum computing that would be has has the resources the money the expertise and the already the bleeding edge in terms of where they are in this arms race of, of quantum computing to take advantage of this so I I don't own IBM I don't think but I think I'm gonna buy it today like I'm not in a rush because yeah. like you said Jordan these things haven't really moved yet on this news. So like, I don't have to like own it right this second. Got, so that, and that's, you know, I think that's the biggest thing that you got to think about with all these things is timing. So just because we like them or you like them right now might not be the right time to buy them. Um, but that's what it's all about being prepared. And what do you think would need to happen for you to think? part of that is well. Jordan, you're taking on market risk. If you right. go all in on this stuff today, right? It could be a week of market risk. But what if the market comes down 5% this week, 8%? Yeah. You just got screwed because you took on that market risk when the superconductor hadn't even been fully validated yet, right? So you have to, every investor has to make that decision for themselves. Yeah. Do I need to buy IBM and GE and Siemens? Well, if we today, look at so we look what happened overnight, um, so we had a catalyst that drove the price of AMSC up. And that was this paper um, that came out last night that talked about 
um, computer modeling of the crystal structure of this, uh, you know, of this uh, LK99 uh, molecule. Or do you know what's going to drive up the price of GE and Siemens and IBM and Lockheed Martin on the superconductor? If and when it's fully confirmed and you have the hedge funds, the institutions are now looking to deploy billions of dollars in this space, yeah. They can't do they that. They can't buy American. AMSC. Right. No. They but they can buy it. GE. They can buy they IBM. They can buy GE. Can, yeah. This is how they're going to... My thesis is, obviously, this is how they're going to do it. They're going to buy Wire, perhaps. Uh, they're going to buy Brucker, perhaps. They're going to... GE yeah. and Siemens and, like, these mega caps could see a real lift if, if and when, if and when institutions decide that the tech that the breakthrough is confirmed and they need to start thinking about big big investments that they don't want to get left out on that's where it gets exciting so at, for me i'm like which do i want to be in how much money do i want to deploy and the second the really big news the second that mit comes out the second that the us like comes out and says hey this is totally legit this is like super exciting. We think it can be commercial. Like whatever happens, whatever that paper looks like, that maybe yeah. is when I start to go all in on some of the mega caps. And I the good news about the mega caps also, you don't have to worry about that running a hundred percent overnight, right? So that's going to happen over the course because these these people can't deploy everything, you know, after hours. You know, they, it takes weeks for them to deploy to put together a position in some of these bigger cap companies, and so you have time once those things happen. Exactly correct. Um, so speaking of quantum computing, <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Uh, there's a thesis that this will radically, radically accelerate quantum computing. And we have had a handful of publicly traded quantum computing companies that are all down a lot because they raised money in the last couple of years and people got overhyped during the pandemic on quantum computing, and maybe they're not generating revenue as quickly as they anticipated. And now these stocks are down. Some of them are low on cash, but here we are with potentially this big breakthrough, right? Um, with superconductors. Could this be the thing that drives all of a sudden massive hope again with these quantum computing micro caps and small caps and where the retail, because a lot of these are retail investors. These are stocks that the retail investors were like, I'm going to make 20X on this, 30, 40X on this, and it didn't pan out. But now that we have the superconductor, are the retail investors or the meme investors, right? Are they going to pour it back into these things? Here's the thing, guys. I'm not going to say that they're legit. I'm not going to say anything like that. I wanted to own a little bit of each of them, just in case. Because these are the ones that people just get stupid with. They get stupid with them, right? And by the way, I say stupid. They might be making good investment decisions. Because ultimately, there's only a few of these quantum computing companies that are independent, that are pure plays, that if somebody wants to get in that game, they might just acquire them. Or if private equity or wants to take them out, or if people just want to push massive money in them and compete in this new arms race of quantum computing, because now with the technology becoming more democratized, right, 
be, and and the price to, to to play in this game becoming a, a lot cheaper maybe it's like a new day for these companies so i think we should just kind of like talk about who they are and with a huge warning that you guys go out and do your research <laughs> and figure out what you want to do i bought a little piece of each of them just in case and i'm fully prepared to lose my money on them so the tickers are uh qubt QBTS and RGTI. And there is another that is IONQ that people say wouldn't really benefit as much from this type of superconductor um, because there, there are different types of quantum computing. And the last thing I want to do is come off like an expert on quantum computing because I know I'm not. Jordan, I'm you not. may be are. <laughs> but, but, but I just know that these are the types of stocks that retail investors get really excited about if you give them a reason to get excited about it. And I had to own some of each of them. Yeah. So I do. I own all I'll tell you, I don't own any of them and I do not plan to buy any of them, but that's that's my decision. <laughs> How about IBM? Would you own yeah, IBM? I could see myself buying IBM for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not going to play. Some of these are micro caps. I'm not like, that's not. You know. By the way, we haven't gotten to the mother, the mother of all <laughs> superconducting <laughs> investments. Okay. And I know, and I'm leaving the mother of all superconducting investments for Dave to announce first, because I know it's Dave's number one. It might actually be my number one. Okay. Um, and I think you guys are going to love it. Uh, there is, the thesis there, is one, there is one thing that would happen, and I would actually buy it too. <laughs> I, well, we'll save you for last. We'll save you for last. <laughs> because, Dave, what do you think is the mother of all superconductor trades? There's only one stock to own <laughs> in my portfolio. This microphone doesn't even work. It's... Not just because of this new potential technology, but it's this, the company that I love and that I will, I can't imagine selling unless something dramatically changes. Obviously, I'm talking about TSLA, Tesla company of the world. I don't, I don't know what their actual name is. Tesla. It's, it has to be Tesla because they are the energy company. They're going to benefit from the vehicles. They could have a whole new class of vehicles. They could make levitating trains. They could... Elon is the type of leader who could just say, you know what? I really like this. Somebody replicated that. I'm buying that laboratory and I'm going to just start building a yellow brick road of levitation through my, through my boring tunnels. I mean, 14,000 mile per hour hyperloop is what... Uh... Yes. Yeah, yeah, guys. What was that out there. quote from from LA to New York? It, you could do it like twenty minutes. Yeah. Theoretical pay. It's theoretical, but in a vacuum and a superconductor, you could get from New York to to uh, LA. I mean, can your body even handle those G forces? I don't even know. That that to me sounds insane. But if there's a company to do it, it's going to be Tesla. Okay. There's but, one but, thing that would make me buy it, and that is the chief the chief Xer coming out and pumping it. Yeah. Okay. Which is all right. Let me let me get to that, George. Let me get to okay. So here's the thesis, the mother thesis for superconductors. Okay. Yeah. For this whole superconductor discovery, because as social arb traders, we need to have, we need to run scenarios, and I've been running this scenario in my head 
since the I can't believe it took us this long second. to even talk about it. I'm, I'm moving that to the front of the list just for my own peace of mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I've been running the scenario through my head from the very first second last week that I heard about this superconductor, the invention of our, the discovery of our lifetime. So why has Elon been quiet on this? I'll tell you why Elon has been quiet on this. Elon, Elon is preparing the biggest announcement he's ever made. He is actually thinking about this, strategizing on this, because this will enable Elon to do everything he's always wanted to do. First of all, we know that to do things that are really special with superconductors, you need to have money, right? You need to have money. You need to have manufacturing capacity. You need to have distribution. You need the ability to move quickly, to do radical things. Nobody can do anything like Elon can. I think Elon will have the capacity at Tesla to raise massive financing. I mean, I'm talking about, I think he could raise tens of billions of dollars specifically to chase uh, integration of superconductivity into every one of Tesla's businesses and businesses that they never even dreamed of getting into until now. Yep. Um, I think this is going to be the perhaps one of the could be one of the biggest things to ever happen to Tesla. I don't think there's anybody in this world that can get people, that can get investors more excited about superconductivity than Elon. And I think he knows it. And I think he's not going to waste that on just a few random tweets when it's not it, even proven out yet. It yeah. goes so, so he's gonna come out with a plan. It's right in line with everything they're already doing. Right. It just makes everything they're doing more efficient, faster, better, cheaper, all the right. things. At some point in time, if this materializes, Elon is going to come out and share his thoughts. And I think they could be really big. Okay. And I think they could get investors unbelievably excited. Um, yeah. And I think it could lead to... Tesla just doing things that we never would have imagined. And I think the world is prepared to price that into Tesla stock in lightning speed. So I bought yes. Tesla call options today. Did you? Uh, yeah, well, I did. How, long, how long term? Like this, do you think it's really like an announcement's going to happen in the next week and then Elon's going to tweet something or X something and then it's like the stock doubles? No, I don't, it's a month at a time. I don't have. I bought options for August, and if it doesn't happen between now and August, I'll buy more options for September. I listen. It's nothing's a guarantee in this world. There is no such thing as a lock uh, yeah. or a sure thing, especially when it comes to investing, especially when it comes to Elon. But I am willing to take that risk reward that Elon's not going to get left out of the superconductor. Elon's not going to get no. left out of the discovery of his lifetime. Are you freaking kidding me? Hell no. Of no. course not. Of Hell course no. Not. And you know who's not going to get left out of that? Me. I'm not getting left out of that. <laughs> Hell no. Listen, I was a little bit slow to ride the Tesla train back six years ago, whenever it was, right? Five, six years ago. I'm not missing it this time. I mean, you know, I've already, I've allocated yes. four to five. We have a new investor. No, no, no. I've been in Tesla. You know that. Tesla is about 5% of my portfolio, and it probably would remain 5% of my portfolio in perpetuity, I would imagine. But this is different. This is special. This is something that has potential to really get people excited. And who gets more excited than Tesla investors? Nobody. Nobody. Now, Jordan said there's one thing that could happen that would make him a Tesla investor after 
dragging his feet on this for so long, waiting for it to go to like some ridiculously low level. What is it that, what is the one thing for you, Jordan? No, if, if, so two things have to happen. One is that we have to, it has to be true, right? So we have to get confirmation on, I, I tell you what, if, if, if we get confirmation, then I will just assume that the next thing is going to happen. So that's it. That's all it takes. It's just but the next done. thing is Elon coming out with the, with the big, I think that's a, that's a lock. If, if it's true, I think there's a very high probability that Elon figures out some way to integrate that into the business and makes an announcement. When, when, Dude, I when have it comes true, we're doing shots over at my house. Fine. And we'll still have I'm a full bottle of that in my house for the no. next time there's something yeah, crazy no. happens with Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Done, man. Done. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, there's we're, we're not calling out every single investment. People are calling out Palantir. Palantir is a company that I just never really got into. I have nothing against them. I think they, I, I don't know. I'm not going to comment on Palantir. There are obvious trades here that we missed. And that's the whole point of the show, guys. Like, we're just three people. And I've only spent 60 hours researching these trades over the past five, six days. Um, I'm sure there's trades that we're missing. And I would encourage everyone watching this show to, one, hopefully subscribe. Because we're going to have lots of shows on super productivity. I can guarantee you that. Uh, and how to make money off it. Uh, if this thing materializes, but also to get in the Dumb Money Discord, uh, dumbmoney.tv forward slash Discord, and poke holes in everything that we said today. Um, honestly, talk crap about me. Uh, <laughs> literally, tell us where we're wrong and tell us what we missed. And guys, you don't get opportunities like this every day. And not that it's a guarantee, but if this materializes over the next few days to a few weeks, we need to figure out where the biggest opportunities are and as a collaborative community, help each other. Because that's what this is all about. Uh, we've always been one of the only financial YouTube channels to not take any money from its community. You know, We don't do any of that stuff. We benefit from having you guys help us the same way that I hope uh, we're benefiting you by just sharing some of our ideas and our research on this topic. And I hope today was fruitful if we did nothing else but kind of get your mind stirring around what could be. Um, but again, you have to do your own homework, but don't do it in isolation. Do it within our community and share it, guys. Please share everything that you know. If we have physicists that are watching today, if we have chemists, if we have people that are way smarter than us, I know you guys are sharing your opinions on science, you know, blogs and on you know, on science communities and, and various places on the internet. Why don't you kind of help us think about how this could impact companies that are investable? Like, let's make some money together uh, and do great things with those profits. That's always been our mission is investing, uh, doing big things, and then we have money to deploy to make the world a better place. So that's it. By the way, I would recommend we have our Twitter profiles for all three of us at dumbmoney.tv. Um, you can see who I'm following. You can see who Jordan's following, who's Dave's following. Like I would follow those people in the last week. Anyone we started following in the last five days is probably someone we're following for, you know, real time knowledge into the space. Put it, put, put it in a. I'm, I will create a group. You know those. I don't know what they call them on X anymore. They they have those channels where you can subscribe to other people's channels. I'll create a list. It's a list. I think they call it. I don't know. I'll make a list. 
Yes, yes. Uh, I didn't wait, Dave. We did talk. Yeah, you 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 included all the quantum computer companies. Okay. Well, I, I, I could. I ran out of space on my scroll there. Oh, yes. Wait, we forgot to talk about the there. short. Oh, <laughs> there is one big short. I don't know. It's just, like I said, it's just something to talk about. I want to get Jordan's opinion on this because this is something that Jordan has talked about liking and being long. Yeah, yeah. So, so what happens? It, do, you, do you change your mind? And first of all, what is it? Is it too presumptive to think that this discovery could meaningfully reduce the amount of energy that we fossil fuels and energy that we need in the world? I mean, would XLE, yeah. the you know, the, which is the ETF for energy, would that theoretically be a short? I don't know. It's possible. I'm not right? It's complicated. So it's complicated, right? So you're seeing right. So you're seeing the XLE go up right now. Not necessarily because consumption is increasing, but because supply is decreasing, which is driving up the price of oil. And so it's complicated, right? So if this is true, and then uh, OPEC sees that this is a threat to oil prices, maybe they cut again. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good call yet or not, um, but it's something to think about. Um, I, um, think it's, I think long term, it, it's not going to be great for you know, oil companies, but I think you know, in the short term, you know, OPEC could do something or you could have, you know, minor issues, but because this is going to take a long time to work its way through the system also. Jordan, that brings up something really important, which is even when you're right about something that has a major impact on a yeah. company or a sector, or in this case, an entire industry, there are always other factors that Correct. come into play that might be equal to more important than the thing you're trading. If you're watching the show today and for the first time, you haven't seen us the last three, four, five years, um, you want to understand how to be a social arb trader. I wrote a book in 2011 called Laughing at Wall Street. Jack Schwager wrote a book called Unknown Market Wizards a couple of years ago and featured the five best equity traders of the past 10 years that were off Wall Street. I just happen to be one of those five traders. So there's a whole chapter about social arb trading in Jack Schwager's Unknown Market Wizards about me and social arb trading and how I do this and the process you have to go through when you find information early that connects the dots to a trading opportunity, what you need to look out for and how you go through that process. So if you want to dig in deeper, we obviously have lots of old videos on the Dumb Money live channel, as well as the Dumb Money channel that kind of, if you go way back to the very earliest videos on Dumb Money Live, you'll see some really cool videos where we talk about the process of being a social arb trader and how you go from A to Z. Or you can read Laughing at Wall Street. You can read Unknown Market Wizards, the, the chapter at least on social arb trading, uh, which you'll find. And I hope that a lot of y'all join the community, even if you're scientists, if you're physicists, like like join the community. Like, why would you not become an investor? It's insane. By the way, who knew about this first? Who really? Uh, I had to spend sixty hours trying to semi-train myself to understand the impact of all of this over the past 60 days. If you're a scientist, you know a hundred times more than I do right now. Like you should have been trading this on Wednesday. You should have been making insane money that I've yes. made over the past four days, right? Not True. me, you. So yes. like, so I'm just saying like, welcome to the world of investing and, or welcome to the world of social art investing, the best kind of investing. Uh, and I hope that you guys stick around and we'll try to do more episodes as we learn more and we connect the dots and we have higher and higher conviction opportunities that are connected to this amazing discovery. I mean, investing aside, 
how cool is this? This is like, I, you could see the, I didn't sleep last six days and look how much energy I have. Like this is energizing because this, you know, the world is so negative right now. It's like, there's so many problems. It's overheating. We're running out of energy, all this stuff. Like I truly do believe that humanity has always figured out how to solve these problems. And I yeah. think, I hope that this could be one more instance where out of the blue, here we are, a couple guys out of three guys out of South Korea because they worked their butts off for 25 years just doing experiment after experiment after experiment. And by the way, for every team like this, there's 10,000 teams that never discover anything that deserve just as much prestige, okay? Because it takes tens of thousands to get one of these discoveries. But like, I believe in humanity and I believe that this is just going to change the world if it if it is proven out. Um, and I think I, either it's way, it's a, it's it's super. It's been really interesting to watch. I think you know, just to give you an idea of how I watch it. You know, I I found people that are subject matter experts in this, and I follow them on Twitter. I set alerts, and then I spend literally my entire day trying to get uh, up to date on how this is going, what's going on, um, what are the latest developments, um, because I I think it's exciting. It is exciting. And it's revolutionary. And I don't stay up until three in the morning, four in the morning like Chris, but I follow Chris on, on Twitter. Do you know who it's not exciting for? My wife and kids. Because, like, it was bad enough <laughs> when I forced them to watch Big Bang Theory with me for, like, six years. And now that I'm starting to act like one of the characters on the show super annoys them. Um, and they just don't want to hear any more about this. So I'm sorry we had a big, long show, but, like, I can't even talk about this stuff in my house right now because they think I'm being ridiculous. So you, you kind of are. When when I ran into you at lunch the other day and it was just like <laughs> you were all over this. <laughs> I know, but man, it's exciting, dude. Like it's this, I mean, investing aside, I'm excited about the investing piece of it, obviously. But Dave, let's be honest. When when we were hanging out at age 14, because me and Dave have been very good friends since age 14. Dave used to talk about flying cars. And I used to think Dave was insane. And honestly, right up until last week, I thought you were insane. Because <laughs> you've always talked about your stupid flying cars and how they... you. I, I feel like... We were supposed to have them by now because of Back to the Future. I mean, we are way behind the timeline. And I don't know if we're going to have flying cars. There's several place, people working on an actual flying, like Archer, you know, those. But... What if we had hover cars? I yeah, actually kind of like hover cars better. Have hoverboards, Dave, and that's why I don't know why Chris and I are going back and forth, telling, talking about how Dave's about to get his Back to the Future in real life. And Dave's yes, just, you know, it's actually happening. It's all real. Um, for the first to, time, I don't think you're for, crazy, uh, Dave. Just for just to recap, uh, the number one pick that that I think all of us agree on. I know it's my number one, but it's Tesla. So if you if you just tuned in late and missed the number one pick or you watched the beginning and fast forwarded to the end. That's, that's my pick. I think for me, it's also going to be Tesla than probably GE. It's such GE. a boring company. I can't believe Chris Camello is excited about investing in general electric. That I'm just not doesn't, excited doesn't about it. Well, I think but I so this is, and I, I meant to say this, but I think, you know, what you could be seeing because over the past, what, uh, 25, 30 years, all the excitement has been in high tech. It's been in um, 
it's it's been in software, it's been in computers, it's been in chips. And what if this is the discovery that leads to the next, this kind of next phase could be all about material science, right? Industrial yeah. and material science are the next big innovations. And that it, it's possible. And it's something that, that has been being worked on for decades. And it seems like we were right, right on the verge of somebody actually figuring it out. And even if this South Korea thing isn't working, what if what if somebody else just because they're now focused on it again starts working yeah. on it and is mixing? Oh, well, what if I try a little bit of extra oxygen? What if I try oh, we'll put, do this in a in a carbon dioxide vacuum? Like, there's going to be somebody who figures this out. <laughs> and why we don't have ChatGPT doing nothing but trying to figure out combinations of things to like make the next material science? So Jordan has discovery. the answer to that question actually because it's harder than you think. The, oh, I know. the level of supercomputing that would be required like to do that, I mean, it's you would think it'd be easy, but thank but, goodness. Once we have superconducting materials that we can run computers without heat, then there, we'll be able to solve we can do the it. problem again. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Once we figure it out, we'll be able to figure it out again really easily. Kind of like everything. Yeah. Once we figured out transistors, yeah. we could do that again really easily. Yes. Yeah, we need quantum computing. space is way too large to, yeah. to do anything like that, just with every single possibility. But the hope is that you get something like this. Let's say maybe it has some of the proper pro properties, but not all of them or something. And you can use this as a starting space. I don't yeah, know. They, they have the beginning of a recipe. Even if this doesn't yeah. work, they, they totally. kind of saw something. They saw their you know, scrap float. So maybe we just tweak that as our starting point. Yeah. I just think we're, we're, we're going to see it in our lifetimes, I, I would yeah. imagine. And it, it, I would, it, is it next week? Is it next month? Is it 20 years from now? Yeah. And, and guys, yeah. honestly, I know, uh, like I said, a lot of people are watching us thinking, who the hell are these guys that are acting like idiots? We are kind of idiots. We're called Dumb Money. But the, the, the channel's called Dumb Money, not because we're dumb. It's called Dumb Money because Dumb Money for decades is what Wall Street um, has called ordinary people. Uh, and we wear that you know name you know, we, we, like a badge of honor because, quite honestly, for those of you all that want to do your research on us, on me, my track record... Uh, there are very few individuals in the last 50 years that have performed like we have performed uh, that can match my, you know, investing track record on or off Wall Street. So, you know, we joke, uh, but do your research on us if you're like, who the hell are these guys? Um, and it's not hard to do. And we hope that you all join the community because a bigger community means more intelligence, more collaboration. Uh, I would love to get more really smart people with diverse opinions that are poking holes in our thesis, that are surfacing new ideas, that are helping us vet our investments and cross-research them as a collaborative community inside of our Discord, uh, because then we all benefit, right? So that's what this is all about. This is about us versus the sm smart money. Ironically, the dumb money um, is well more prepared to, to move on things quickly. And we actually have, as a community, way more minds, way more intelligence, uh, way more diversity. Uh, we have more feet on the ground. Uh, we have the capacity to do things that no hedge fund in the world can do, that no investment bank in the world can do. Um, and that's been proven out over our track record. So we, we really hope that you guys actually stick around and engage and contribute. Uh, and hopefully we all win. So th that's my last, that's my last word. It's and if you are new here, 
you definitely need to subscribe because we don't have a regular schedule because we're this isn't a job this is a hobby and we try to do this at least once a week sometimes twice but the only way you know is by subscribing and looking for us in your youtube feed we have a podcast go to dumbmoney.tv you'll find all the places you can find us because we also do this on twitter live we have twitter replay it's on it's on uh facebook but youtube is our main place so we recommend that you go to youtube subscribe turn on the bell if that still works i don't know if that's a feature that they've disabled or not but we want to see you back. If you're here for this topic, trust me, you have you have to come back because we talk about a lot of a lot of things trying to find unique investments that nobody else on Wall Street is talking about yet. And this is a great example of it. And by the way, follow the Dumb Money uh, TV. Is it Dumb Money TV or Dumb Money Live on Twitter? Um, I think it's at Dumb Money TV. If you go to dumbmoney.tv on the interweb, you'll find a link to all of our official places. Awesome. Don't fall for and anything that's not official. And if we ever ask you for money, it's not us. It's not us. Okay. They're scammers Fingers, that look just like us. <laughs> they, take, they take our photos. Replication of superconductivity in the next week, if not sooner. And we will do an emergency live stream regardless. I'm I'm going to be uh, out of town, but we'll we'll figure out a way to uh, to do this when whenever it happens. So subscribe. You want to hear what we're going to do when, when it happens, if it awesome. happens. All right. All right. We are Dumb Money. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again uh, maybe later this week. Hopefully. Hopefully we'll have an amazing breakthrough and we'll see you this week.